right, I got it. You ready? Yo, Kirby's, welcome back to another In the News. I am Josh. I'm Erica. I'm Erica. HMC Studios <clears throat> presents In the News. In the News. So, two things before we get started, okay? One. I listened to your 31 episode. Very well and? done. Pleasantly surprised at how much you both enjoyed Rob Zombie's 31. You're welcome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're welcome. You did a I was great hoping. job. You did a great job. But I wanted Thank to bring you. this up. Okay? <laughs> I'm pretty certain, just my opinion, based off of my experience with the movie... I believe that Roscoe is in love with Charlie, and that is why he sacrifices himself at the end of the movie for her. Yeah. That's my theory. Because you guys you guys were bouncing ideas back and forth, and you asked what people thought, and me not being able to contain myself, I <laughs> text you, and then I was like, why didn't you just wait until tonight when you see her and you guys record? So this is me um, bringing my text thread to life and stating that I think there are... Um, a bunch of scenes in 31 where you see that Roscoe is in love with Charlie, but I'm wondering if, as I eat my microphone, I'm wondering if she knows that he has feelings for her and does not reciprocate those feelings. Is that the right word? Did I just make up another word? No, this time it's an accurate word. Yes. Reciprocate. You got it. Yeah. But I think in the text you brought up um, that they had a relationship in the past and Maybe it didn't work out or did I make this up? You could tell me if I made this up and he's still in love with her and she's not. That's another theory I have is maybe they had a previous relationship, but I think at the gas station at the beginning of the movie, I forget who Roscoe's talking to, but he makes a comment about Charlie and then whoever he's talking to basically like tells him he needs to like tell her how he feels or like there's some sort of conversation. If I'm remembering correctly, that is said that makes you think that he has not actually told her how he feels about her. Mm, I'd have to, I mean, I've only, we only saw it the one time, so I don't remember that detail, but for sure he gives off that, that he has feelings for her. She definitely doesn't give it off as strong Mm -hmm. as he does. So that that's why I think at the end we were like, maybe it's more familial, like, Oh, you guys are best friends. Well, clearly they're friends anyway, but he just did my microphone die. It, uh, I don't know if your microphone died or what, but you, you sound different. Hold that thought. Oh, no, no, you're back. Now you sound normal. Does it sound better now? Uh, no, it sounds weird again. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I oh. think now, I think now it went. Yeah. Now it's back to normal. Okay. okay. Anyway, so the point is, I think he definitely has feelings for her, and that's why he did sacrifice her. Whether it's like a brotherly love or an actual romantic love, it's an unanswered question. But if you're saying that somebody should have told should tell him how she feels, then there's definitely some kind of love there. I think he's got the hots for end. her. I think he's got the hots for her, yeah. I mean, can you blame him though? <laughs> I mean, she is Sherry Moon and she looks great, right? She looks great. I mean, I went off on that, how you great did. she looks in this movie. And she kept both her shoes on, I think is what I said. <laughs> in her in her crop top, which Such really isn't even like a shirt yeah. she's wearing. It looks like a bandana. Yeah, which is popular for back in the day. Um, so I'm not surprised. 
that mm. it looks like a bandana. Interesting. Well, she pulled it <laughs> off. She did a great job. Yeah. She did pull it off. And I know you were disappointed that we chose Ross, him, Roscoe, as the favorite versus her. I did. Yeah. I did say that she is the favorite. My, I'm biased, though, right? So I can't help it. But yeah, you guys picked Roscoe and you did not pick Sherry Moon. But that's okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's okay. I'll get over it. I'm easy. Yeah. But that's what she said. That's anyway. the, that's what they all say. But your episode was great. <laughs> Everybody should go listen to it. It released Thank you. this week. Actually, technically, when this comes out, it will have released last week. So go listen to that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. No, no. What day do you, do you guys release episodes on Wednesdays? Yeah, I like you guys. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this will come out before your next episode comes out, which do you, uh, you want to tell everybody what your Wednesday episode is? The week that this Actually, comes out? Actually, we're releasing, so this, this comes out Monday, so tomorrow, Tuesday, is Halloween, mm. and we are releasing Rob Zombie's Halloween on Halloween. There you go. I mean, it, it just makes good sense, you know? Right? I mean, <laughs> it's just common sense. It makes Ooh. good business sense to do that. Well, I'm, I'm anxious to hear your guys' thoughts on that as well. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for the long text uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is it gonna, am I going to be... Hopefully in a good way. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. it should All be right. in a good way. Hopefully. Well, two chicks surprised me because they both went to see uh, Exorcist Believer. I listened to that as well. I had a lot of windshield time this week. So I knocked out your guys' episode, one of our yep. episodes, uh, two chicks. Um, I think I listened to a Rogan episode too, but nonetheless. Um, yeah, so they saw, they released last week when this comes out. It would have been last week. Uh, yeah. And an episode on exorcist believer and they both actually enjoyed it a lot more than I had thought they were going to, uh, because they okay. are both Tawny, not so much. I think Felicia more so, but they are fans of the original. So yes. I didn't know how it was going to translate. You have not yet watched it. Correct. I have still not watched it. Cause couldn't go to the week, the weekend couldn't go to the movies this weekend. And I know it's available for rent, but this week, like I said, I've been sick and just like not, paying attention to anything once I got home from work. So maybe this weekend is a good time because I literally don't want to do anything this mm. weekend except vegetate. I finished the fall of the house of Usher. That was the one thing I at least accomplished this week. Okay. Well, you know what? If you didn't feel good, that is good to sit down and watch TV, right? So you knocked it out and you probably felt better. I did feel better. So, and then Five Nights at Freddy's also comes out this week. Yes. I'm actually pulling that up now, so that's a good segue. Yeah. And you gave us some interesting news about that, I think, this week, right? Was it yes. this, at some point? Yes. You can this, share it with the world. This this <laughs> week, I guess. I, I think the interesting news you're referring to is that it dropped on Peacock today at 6 o'clock. Um and it's the same date released in theaters. It also came came out in theaters today. So I'm wondering, and based off of the reviews that I have seen and heard other podcasts, other um, articles talk about, it's not uh, not a very good movie, apparently. Now, the same thing happened to The Exorcist. They didn't drop it on streaming immediately, obviously. It's out now, I yeah. believe. But um, the critics were pretty negative about it. Extra Believer. I went in. I loved that movie. So it'll be interesting to see how I feel about this. But it's scary to me that they just went ahead and dropped it on Peacock the same day it got released in theaters. And according to Rotten Tomatoes, 
It's got a 25% on 68 reviews already. The average is a 4.4 out of 10 or 44% uh, average rating Oof. from the critics. There's no audience ratings yet. Yet. Mm. So that has me, now I'm going to retract, right? Like now I feel like I'm just going to watch these at home <laughs> at this point, especially Peacock, because that's going to be free. Yes, yes. So, I mean, Exorcist, I'll still have to pay, but even if it's 20 bucks, it's 20 bucks I it's less than going to the movies here, which I've already explained to you how expensive it is yes. down here. So, and you know, the surround sound at home isn't too bad, so it'll be worth it. Or maybe we'll go to the movies. Who knows? It's a mystery. It's the weekend of Halloween. If I'm going to choose one, I would say Exorcist would be my choice. Because mm. at least for the sound value, I would think it's a good movie to watch at the theater versus animatronics. And it's already not looking good and the last trailer i watched of five nights at freddy's i mean it tells you the whole movie it tells you everything <laughs> that's going on i think they did that on purpose i think they're worried that people were not going to go see it yeah um i'm sorry i'm trying to put the letterbox down at freddy's and <laughs> the other thing that i was thinking is right now for instance okay let's see what the letterbox rating is uh it's a three out of five honestly that's not terrible i thought it'd be a lot worse. that's not bad yeah that's a 60 isn't it Technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, I just double it. So yeah, you got it. You nailed it, dude. You got it. Don't, don't let these people. It. That's don't a smart them. one. Yeah, that's how I do it so quickly on the um, on the HMC episodes. I just double it real quick. Oh, I forgot that I don't have all this stuff saved on this stupid recording laptop. It's become a real thorn in my side, as the kids say. Um, thorn in your side. I should. If I were a good podcast host, I would have had all this pulled up already, but I don't because I suck. <laughs> It's oh, okay. it's because my browser. Make... I disable all my browser locations because I'm one of those people that think the government's watching me. Ah, uh, so it can't yes. pull anything up. I got to put it all back in, and it wasn't automatically saved. Anyway, I'm getting exactly to where I want to be. It's just taking me longer to get there than I had longer. anticipated. So here's the thing: <laughs> out at the movies, Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. This is what I was going to say. Killers of the Flower Moon uh, is supposed to be really good. It's the new Leo movie. Um, yep. I'm wondering if three that hours. has anything to do with three hours and 26 minutes. Yeah. But nonetheless, generally his movies do well. The Taylor Swift movie is out. The Exorcist Believer is out. The Nightmare Before Christmas 30th Anniversary is out. Saw 10 is still out. Mm-hmm. A Haunting in Venice is still out. Oh, wow. Really? Hocus Pocus 30th Anniversary is out. Expendables 4 is out. The Nun 2 they put back in theaters because of Halloween. Wow. And the Equalizer 3 is out. My guess is is that they knew that this movie was going to get drastically overshadowed at the box office, and mm. that's why they put it on streaming. Because I noticed this when we were at the movies to see... Nightmare? Um, yes, Nightmare. Like they, You know they have all the movies displayed that are on? Yeah. Like, there was an ungodly amount of movies, and I was like, oh my God, they must have put extra movies back out because it's Halloween, and people you know go for the season... Yeah. And I was like, I bet you that that is why Five Nights at Freddy's got dropped on Peacock. That could be because that's a big thing to do now. Like that, that would have made sense a year ago where people were still doing that because not everybody was going to the theater. Mm-hmm. But now, like, come on, or at least put it out for rental, but it's going straight to a free streaming service. <laughs> it's not good. <sighs> yeah. It's not looking good. Sorry, Five Nights, even though it's. That video game is very popular, but I think 
the movie is not translating appropriately. It doesn't seem say. like it. Plus, I think they yeah. were also worried about people getting their butts in seats to see it because um, they gave so much away in that last trailer they put out that I'm wondering if they did it on sure purpose did. to try to get like, okay, we'll we'll go see it. Um, but Killers of the Flower Moon has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. So the movie's just getting extremely, which I'm not surprised because it's a Leo movie, right? Like, Yeah. I'm not surprised it's him. Plus, it's a Martin Scorsese movie, so that's why it's three and a half hours long. De Niro's in it. Like, all these top people. Yeah. It's probably going to be one of those Oscar movies, but three and a half? You I think, could barely do a two and a half Do you think hour. Leo's going to get another uh, another Oscar? That'd be nice. I think he deserves it. When, once he finally got it, I was like, finally? Because I've been a Leo fan for a long time, so I think it was time, but... He can, especially because he's older. I feel like they give it to people when they're older. <laughs> Didn't he? What did he get it for? Because he should have got Revenant. Yeah, because they he should have gotten it for something before that, and he didn't. And then he got it for the Revenant. Yeah. Yeah. Which, even though he did a good job in that movie, I forgot what movie everybody thought he was going to get it for. Which I also agree. That's what he should have gotten it for. And then he ended up getting it for that, where he didn't speak most of the movie. He was just. It felt Falling? it felt very much, uh, and from what I'd read, it, it was very much a, a makeup a makeup award. Like you should have gotten it and yeah. didn't. So that's that's how I took it as a fan. But hey, at least he got it. He could. I mean, I don't even know the premise of this movie that he released. To the, be honest, the new one. I didn't even. Yeah, I think uh, it has to do with Native Americans or it something. It does. They're trying because the Native yeah. Americans have oil on their land, and they're trying to cheat him mm. out of the oil. But then I think he goes there because his uncle wants him to like cheat, like, uh, get in with the tribe or whatever. And then I think mm. he falls in love with one of them. Okay. And I yeah. think they may or may not kill the one that he falls in love with, and that's what starts the whole war movie. I, I, that's yeah. what I'm getting from the um from uh. The trailer. Damn it, Josh. <laughs> Sorry, I was pulling up his Quite movies right. to see which one we thought because The Revenant came out in 2015 and before that there was Wolf of Wall Street, The Great Gatsby. That. He should have got it for Wall Street. Yeah. he. I mean, I, I don't like that movie because, I mean, I guess it did its job because I could not stand him. I could not stand anybody in that movie because that's how those characters were portrayed, I think. Yeah. But... He pulled off that role. I had never seen him be such an asshole like that in a role. And I think that's the one everybody had the buzz about that he's going to win. He's going to win because he did such a great job yeah. at portraying that character. And he did win. So I I believe it was that one. So, My instinct is telling so me. So that, that is in my top three favorite movies. At one point I was watching that movie on my, or if I wasn't really watching, it was on It drove Abby crazy. Like she came home from work one day and it was on. She was like, are we really watching the Wolf of Wall Street again? Again? I was like, I love this movie, dude. I, I, I could watch it every day. I think it's a great movie. Is it a, isn't it a Scorsese movie also? Um, I mean, it might be, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know though. It doesn't seem like his kind of movie. Let's see. Hmm. Over dramatized uh, well, drugs and cursing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Let's see. It is and long. It is. It is a Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, I thought so. And he uses a lot of the he uses Leo and De Niro in almost everything. Well, I mean, they're both think, great and they're both big box office draws. Well, maybe not yeah. De Niro so much anymore, but definitely Leo. 
definitely Leo still has that star power, which is pretty good. I mean, he's technically in the world of Hollywood. He's old now. That you know, is true. And he's still, he still has that draw and power. So I can see why. Yeah, I in like the Leo. Departed, he had Leo in the Departed. I know he he's used De Niro a bunch of times from way back in the day. So right. you know he makes good movies. They're just very long. They're so long. Like The Irishman, I didn't even watch because I'm like, I no, didn't watch I'm it. Not gonna do it, dude. Uh, I don't think I. Or I'd have to watch it in literal pieces to get through it and i can't watch movies like that i know like mark does that sometimes where he'll watch a movie one half of one night and then he'll finish it in the morning like i can't do that i have to sit through it i have had to do that for a couple of the movies on the podcast i know i'm glitching because the stupid website but okay. um <laughs> i find that when i do that i don't enjoy the movie as much as if i can sit down and watch it all in one setting yeah so I've I I also do not like to do that, but there's been Agreed. times where I have had to do it because this is the only way I'm gonna get the movie in. Yeah, makes sense. But otherwise, like I just I agree I don't enjoy it as much, and I feel like I instantly forget everything from <laughs> when I'm falling asleep watching it to the next day. <laughs> it's not good. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then I I like lose the plot points and like with the thoughts mm -hmm. I had. So it's basically like you're starting over, honestly. Um, right. Yeah. I run into the same right. issue. I I would prefer to just sit down and watch it, but they make movies so long now that it's almost impossible. Agree. Agree. And well, you and I, not together, but we both went to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas this weekend at the that theater. That is true. What, and you went to the, what, the 3D with the moving chairs? So I didn't even know this. When I bought the ticket online, it was $18 for one ticket. And I'm like, why is this so expensive? This seems a little much, but fine. It's a daughter, dad, daughter date. Like, I'm going to do it. It's one, maybe not once in a lifetime, but I really want to see this in the theater. And when we get there, oh, it's in 3D. Okay. I haven't seen a 3D movie in I don't know how long. Yeah. But then as we're walking towards the actual theater, it says 4DX. And my dad's like, oh, <laughs> this is the moving seats. I'm like, no, it's not. For uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh -huh. There's no way. He's like, yeah, it says 4DX. It's the moving seats. He was all excited. <laughs> he is because he's always wanted to do it. Okay. And I'm like, oh, my God, it is. No wonder the ticket was so expensive for, for this. Right. And um, it was interesting i i wouldn't do it again because mm. i actually got dizzy yeah a few times and it's not even an action movie so I, I can imagine right. um but it was cool because um in the opening sequence where it's that opening title sequence it, it kind of has you flying through halloween town okay so it kind of moves the chairs like if you're on a magic carpet yeah kind of thing the 3d is kind of annoying because i hate wearing glasses at the theater. I'm the same way. But either way, I thought it was really cool to see it. The only complaint I had is that I wish my theater was a little bit louder. Okay, really? See, ours are so loud. They usually are, but that's, not that's for this weird movie. that it wasn't, for, especially for that. Like, you think it would be even louder. I know. I was like, I can't wait to hear this music blasting loud. And it was just a tad too low. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. The girls really liked it. Charlotte, I think she may have fell asleep, but Lucy's more into it than Charlotte. <laughs> Lucy was like up dancing and singing and she loved it. So it was a lot nice. of fun. I'm glad we got to do it. 
Um, yeah. I am not the biggest Nightmare Before Christmas fan, which I think I told you that before, but yeah. even after going to see it in theaters, I'm still like, eh, I don't know that that's as good as everybody's, everybody else. Uh, you know, I don't have as much appreciation for it as other people do. Yeah. I, I We have talked about it. I've always liked it. I don't love it to the scale that th- there's hardcore fans of this movie. I had friends in middle school, high school that they just breathed the nightmare before yeah. Christmas. And I think that also made me kind of tone it like turn off from it for a while because it was just constantly in my face right. about it. But I definitely appreciate what it did at the time. And the music is I forgot how good the music is and how it flows and it makes sense. Right. Um, and I mean, the animation is great for that time. I didn't realize it was so short, though. It, it always felt... It did seem really short. Right? It always felt super long as a kid, but not today or not on Sunday. But I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad I got to finally see it, like, big screen. And, right. Like, it should be appreciated, so... It was fun. Like I said, Lucy loved it. Uh, Charlotte, not so much. She she would probably enjoy. She loves she's loves Hocus Pocus. Lucy is more mm. Nightmare Before Christmas. Charlotte's hundred percent Hocus Pocus. So she probably would have enjoyed going to see Hocus Pocus more. But um, that's all right. I'm glad we got to do it. I'm glad. Thank you for uh, telling me it was out because I would have had no idea. I actually went upstairs and was like, "Hey, did you guys know Nightmare Before Christmas is in theaters?" And everybody, yeah, let's go. So it was awesome. That we were nice. able to do it, but I, again, I don't know that it changed my mind on the movie, unfortunately. And that's okay. I, I don't know if this happened at your theater, though. I gotta say, this Taylor Swift movie has been out yes. two weeks, three um, weeks, I don't know. Yeah. There were little girls everywhere at my movie theater. Um, I went to the bathroom, and there were girls screaming in there, putting on makeup, running into <laughs> each other. <laughs> Look at my outfit. <laughs> I was like, uh, and I walk in. I was literally dressed in all black that day for some reason. And uh-huh. I walk in like like goth girl, but not really. I'm just looking at these girls thinking, wow, this is this is a lot. It's this big. is intense. It's big. It's like glitter everywhere. We, we walked out of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, like out into the lobby, you know, and we could hear everybody singing from the Taylor Swift uh Oh wow! Theater, which is across the hall from ours, right? We, as soon as we walked out, you could hear them in there singing, and it was—you could tell they were definitely having a good time. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to give it to them that these people go all dolled out. A lot of moms and little daughters were going, and they were just having. I didn't think I should have known better, but I didn't think it would be this big of a deal. I am not shocked at all because of how hard it was to get tickets. So all of the people and people, True. honestly, I wouldn't have paid for my daughters to go to it either because of how expensive it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that they would have appreciated it, but this is something you can pay 10, 12 bucks, whatever it is like nine ninety nine here for a matinee showing and they can go. And if you only stay for an hour, you only stay for an hour. Right. Cause I think it is like two and a half, three hours long. But I think so. Yeah. yeah it's, I'm not shocked at all that it's doing as good as it's doing. I, I I didn't even look at the box office numbers, honestly. I'm sure they're ridiculous. I'm sure they are. I think when I saw it last, granted, I don't know when I saw it last. It ha- it was at 90-something some, million. That's just on a movie for her. That's <sighs> not accounting for concert tickets. Did you find the, the numbers? Yeah, it's stupid. It's <laughs> By it's, your face. It's ridiculous. I'm ready. 
All right, here, let me find it. Uh, I'm not ready. Uh, do you really want to know? Um, yes. Oh, this is like just her. This okay. This, this is compiling all all of her. I guess she has more than one movie. Oh, she oh. was in the Lorax. I forgot about that. Hang on, let me get back here. This is compiling all of her. Because I did Taylor Swift movies. box office number. Okay, Taylor Swift eras tour movie box office. Here we go. This will give us accurate mm-hmm. numbers. Because I was going to say, holy cow, if that is true. Okay, let's go back to box office mojo because you know I had such good luck with that last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> $178 million. To date. Uh, yeah, that's as of today. I assume. Opening That's weekend insane. was this it's is insane. This is domestic though, I think. Uh d- opening weekend was ninety two million dollars. That's okay. That's when I saw it and I was like, I can't believe it. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it I made can, more I don't know. It made more in one day than I think X than some of these movies made in their opening weekend. On a random Friday, yeah. two weeks after it was out. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. That's wild, dude. Because you know what happens, too, is that it released. You have your opening weekend people because they're the fans. But Mm -hmm. then they go back and say, this is so amazing. And then that's when you bring the second wave of people who are maybe thinking, do I want to go? Should I go? Is it good? Is it worth it? And now you have your next wave. This is weird, though. That's another 90. Friday. Are they only showing it on the weekend? Oh, maybe. Are it's, they? It's Friday the 13th is when it dropped. Yep. So you got Friday the 13th, Saturday the 14th, uh, Sunday the 15th. Then the next day is October the 19th, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh, so maybe it is only playing on the weekend. I think it kids is. technically can't go during the week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I guess hmm. it's only playing. Well, you think like older people would go after work and stuff, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. So it's it's been out since Friday the 13th, but it's only been in theaters for 10 days. Oh, so yeah, then it's only coming out. So it's almost like a concert, right? Well, no, concerts are during the week. I don't Dude, know. I don't know. I don't know. Something what the... is weird with these numbers. They're fudging them. I don't know. Nonetheless, though, dude, one hundred thirty-one mil, one hundred thirty-two million dollars domestic, forty-six million dollars uh, international for one hundred seventy-eight million dollars. It's a lot on a two-hour and forty-nine-minute runtime. Two hours and what? Forty-nine minutes. Wow. I but. contemplated going because I also will never be able to go <laughs> to a concert. But the idea of sitting in a theater with a lot of people screaming is worse because the noise can't travel anywhere unlike a concert. That's true. I'm surprised Abby didn't want to go. Honestly, she's seen her. We saw her in Columbus. She was awesome. Uh, Abby went to see her in Chicago a few months ago and she loved that, but I'm surprised she didn't want to go to this, but honestly, I don't know when we would even have time to do it at this point. Yeah. So I wonder if it'll get released on some kind of streaming service. Oh, I'm sure it will. I think the distributor is AMC, but she had a documentary that came out a few Mm. years ago. I think it was on Hulu. It's on Netflix. I watched Netflix, it. Netflix, that's right. So maybe yeah. it will drop on Netflix. Great. Then I can watch it then. That's fine. <sighs> they would be stupid not to release it on uh, streaming where you pay like Vudu, Prime, that kind of stuff first. Because I can see I a lot of people paying to, to I see would pay it, for but... it. I would rent it at that point because I'm at home. I don't want to go to a theater of screaming people and people singing when I'm trying to at least 
maybe he- hear her semi live. Yeah, you know. So I would do it. It would be she would make even more money if you yeah. rent it out and then put it on streaming. I look so we'll for see. that to be what they probably do. Um, I hope so. And then they'll release it on 4K with the box sets and all that stuff too. So yeah, she's going to make a ton of money on this. Hey, good for her. She's earned it. She's got a lot of money now. So it's just oh, going to keep dude. going. She's got more than she knows what to do with, I would imagine. Probably. But, probably. All right. Uh, let's, let's switch gears. Let's get back to the horror here. So you sent yep. this to me earlier. I did. Christmas comes early. Terrifier 3 teaser slashes down the chimney only in theaters on november 1st is that this november 1st yeah no the teaser trailer comes out on november 1st right uh yes okay so the movie yeah you get a sneak peek of the teaser terrifier 3 okay uh so it's gonna be a horror christmas movie is that what you're is that how you're understanding this let me see Oh, here you go. Uh, yes, Terrifier 3 is a Christmas horror movie. Oh, wow. Oh, Lord. Leone teases, yep. for those of you speculating, the Terrifier 3 teaser is just going to be some 20-second gimmick. I assure you, it's a legit teaser trailer. It's over two minutes long, and you're going to effing lose it. Oh, love it. Lose it, love it. Same thing. Exclusively <laughs> in theaters on November the 1st. Oh right, because it's gonna they're gonna re-release Terrifier two, mm. and it's gonna release during that. Okay, two oh, minutes look. long. That's not a teaser. That's a trailer, Damian Leone. Scroll down though, because you can yeah. see Art is wearing. Uh, oh yeah, it looks like he's wearing Santa's face on his neck, like, oh, as God. a necklace. <laughs> oh good lord. It's pretty cool, though. The movie will yeah. feature a special introduction of creator Damien Leone, along with a never-before-seen Terrifier 3 teaser, both exclusive to theaters. In addition, on opening night, the first 100 fans at each theater will receive an exclusive Terrifier 3 poster. As quantities are extremely limited, the team behind Terrifier recommends that you get to the theater early. Tickets are on sale now wherever movie tickets are sold. I'm assuming the poster is, yeah, that's somebody holding the poster up. Yeah, so I you can get see that their poster. weird hands back there. Yeah, you see the yeah, and of course you see the a, outline. <laughs> the QR code there, huh? So what? What's your thoughts here? What's your thoughts on Terrifier Three being a Christmas movie? I mean, why? I mean, I guess we'll see why the storyline is going in that direction. I don't know. You know, I'm not very excited about this. That's like, true. I'll tell you what, if I find out it's a 90 minute movie, I'll be very excited. If it's another three hour movie, I'm not going to be very excited. They, he needs to cut it back. Like he needs to make it an hour and a half. Cause I know we've talked about it several times, but Terror fire two was two and a half or almost. I, it was, wasn't it close to three hours? It felt like three hours, so I'm not sure. Well, it was the movie was close to three hours, I think, but then they did the uh, the documentary after. I'm glitching again. Oh. But did you guys stay yeah, for that? Well, I, I didn't watch it in the theater. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, you and Seth got that because you guys watched it in the theater. I watched it yes. at home. Okay. Yeah, there was a uh, there was like a 30-minute documentary afterward of him and the making of the movie and he talked about how they had to make it through COVID and all this stuff. So it was pretty it was yeah. pretty interesting, but after sitting there for almost 3 hours watching the movie, it was like Yeah. A little too But I can much. see the direction of going to Christmas though can be a creative choice because then you have 
creative ways to kill people now or style them dead creatively with you know christmas lights christmas decorations or skinning santa's face off i mean you could do a lot with christmas time it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting i'm interested to see how it um evolves from the last version i figured out why rotten or rot not rotten why bloody disgusting's website sucks so bad besides the ads well if you watch your browser at the top it mm-hmm. for some reason automatically refreshes every like second and a half. It does. So if and you that's watch it, it'll, it'll keep reloading everything. So you close out of the ads and then it reloads and pops them back up. So that's why my computer does this every time I open this stupid mm. website. But anyway, I am excited for Terrifier um, three. I think it could be good. Again, I like the storyline behind the second one. I like where he's taking it. Again, it's just it's. <clears throat> There's no reason for it to be as long as it was. So I'm hoping that he cuts back on the length of it. Um, yeah. But I'm excited for it. I love the first one. Like the second one. Excited to see what he does with the third one. I like the storyline. And I think that just as a whole, this franchise is a success story because it, again, it started as a low-budget passion project. And it's because of the success of the first one, probably thanks to Netflix, um, he's been able to take it and run with it. So, hey, more power to him. Let him, let him live. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I always love seeing anybody right? A rags to riches situation or when you start really small and you get big. And then there's also this article about him. Damien, is it what is it, Leone? That's how that I say he, it. I'm assuming that's correct, but because I'm, I'm always assuming. right. Remember? <laughs> um, he wants to take a stab at a Friday the 13th movie. I'm gl- I literally just clicked on iHorror and that is the first thing that popped up. And just so that you people don't think I'm lying... Um, because Seth tells everybody what a liar I am. Here, you can see right here, Terrifier director Damian Leone would like to remake Friday yeah. the 13th. Yep. And that's cool. Like, why not? You Clearly, he's very creative in his slasher killing, and uh, th- that'd be cool to see what he does with Jason. So yeah. how do you feel about it? Um, I know you like Jason or I, you like Friday the 13th. I do like Friday the 13th. I like Jason. Um, A24 right now has the rights to mm-hmm. make the Friday the 13th series. I don't see Damien Leone doing that. It sounds like he wants to go with uh, a complete remake, maybe like a reboot Yeah. of the series. Um, I don't hate it. I just, he, I don't... I don't know. I wonder if he would have a hard time separating um, art from Jason mm. and I don't know. You point. know what? He does a good job with art. It's very over the top. I don't, I wouldn't want that with Jason. Jason is like big and intimidating and a different kind of killer than yeah. art. Art is very um, outgoing, very um, flamboyant. Yeah, and Jason is just this big brute that knocks people's heads off when he punches them. So I don't know. I wouldn't hate the idea of him doing it, I guess, but I, I'd be interested to see how he did it. Uh, yeah, and if he even brought Jason into it, because original Friday the Thirteenth doesn't even have Jason in it. So I wonder if he That's would true. go that mm-hmm. route or what. That would be pretty cool. Although I am a huge fan of the two thousand nine Friday the Thirteenth remake. Did that even? I know I saw it, but I don't remember. Is it? 
Jason or they or they had Mrs. Voorhees in that so one? So the begin like the first thirty minutes of it is kind of like, hey, here's what happened with the camp and Mrs. Voorhees, and then you get this okay. group. I don't want to. Re- you should honestly, it's really good. You should watch it. It's probably my favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie. Mm. I know I wa- I'm pretty sure I went to the theater to watch it, but it, it was such a long time ago. I don't. Mm. It's really I don't good. How it's got, I feel a, about it's it. got a cool opening to it. It kind of tricks you. It throws you for a loop because you get a group that you think are going to be your main characters and they're not. Got it. So you get like mean ass Jason right out of the gate. Oh, okay, nice. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't. Damian Leone redoing Friday Thirteenth. At this point, I just want somebody to do it. So yeah, I hope he gets it and goes for it. <laughs> anybody at this point, like yeah. Let's see what he does. Like, what are we doing here, dude? We've got Scream movies. We've got Halloween movies. We've got Texas Chainsaw movies. We've got Chucky TV series. Like, what? where is Jason? Where is... Uh, and I'm not the biggest Nightmare on Elm Street fan either, but, like, talk about missing the boat, guys. True. That's true. These big franchises. Well, clearly with the Friday the 13th, it's a rights issue. Correct, yes. Seems like it. Elm Street, who knows? I'm sure something's being cooked around. <laughs> Well, I think the, they redid it in 2007 or maybe right yeah. around the same time as the Friday the 13th, but that movie bombed hard. Yeah, I didn't like it. That one I do remember not liking. So <sighs> had a lot of issues. It did. It did. But uh, funny enough, because last week we were talking a lot about Mike Flanagan mm-hmm. in the episode. And you sent me some good news this week about Mike Flanagan that he is working on a Stephen King movie. He is. What was that movie? I forget now. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's called The Life of Chuck. It's from, it's a short story from uh, If It Bleeds, I think. Ah, okay. And uh, guess what? The cast is now including. Hold on. Holding. Hold on. Is it really Matthew, including Tom Heidelstein? I guess so. And Matthew Lillard. Nice. It says Mark Hamill, too. That's weird. So Mark Hamill is in The Fall of the House of Usher. So I think maybe he's recruited him. Oh, now. okay. Seems like that's one of his peeps now. Because when I saw his name on this, I'm like, oh, he's recruited an actor. <laughs> Another actor. He yeah. was actually really good in that show. I can't wait for you to watch it. I want to ex- see what I'm excited think. to watch it. I can't wait to watch it. Um, I need to get it done. Like I need to start it this weekend and try to. It's eight episodes, so it's not it's not too too daunting. <laughs> like so, everything else, based on three interconnected stories from King's 2020 novella, if it bleeds, the life of Chuck follows the life of Charles Chuck Krantz in reverse, beginning with his death at the age of 39 and ending with his childhood in a supposed haunted house. The life of Chuck hmm. uh, marks Flanagan's third adaptation of King's work following 2017's Gerald's Game, 2019's Dr. Sleep. Mm-hmm. I forgot he did Gerald's Game. That's right. I wonder if Kate Siegel will be in this. Oh, I'm sure. Well, actually, they didn't put her name here, but they're, I don't know if they're just announcing newer actors joining versus we know she's going to be in it because she's in everything. I think she's literally, no, not everything because she's not in Gerald's game. I don't think she's in um, Dr. Sleep either, is she? No. Okay, fine. I take it back. Almost. 
everything. Almost everything. She's not. I don't think she's in the Midnight Club either. You want me to keep going? She's not an Oculus. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, fine. I stand corrected. The point is, she's in a lot, though. Okay, calm down. I don't know why you're yelling at me right now. Like, <laughs> what constitutes such anger from you? Her. I'm just kidding. That's true. I was driving today, lady. listening to a podcast I listen to regularly, and um, it's a live podcast, so they they record it live. Mm. You can comment and stuff. And somebody had left a comment about um, uh, the Scream TV series, and they said the actress that plays Emma was Mike Flanagan's wife, and I'm like driving and like like i'm like no she's not so then like the podcast goes on like a five minute conversation about her being mike flanagan's wife and i'm just like would somebody please comment and tell them that this is inaccurate information they've been given and finally yeah. somebody did respond and, and he was like okay i just got news that she is not mike flanagan's wife and we're gonna move on <laughs> i was like thank god dude somebody corrected them damn it yeah I'm excited for it um i'm glad yeah. flanagan's getting back into movies does that mean that this will be on prime that that's the question here. I mean, I think he needs a theater release. I think he needs to put his name back out into the world and mm -hmm. not just in streaming services. Cause I think like we talked about, I think that's limiting him to a point. I think not so. Everybody has Netflix or Amazon. So you gotta do it as a theater release. I watched Dr. Sleep in the theater. So it's time let's do it. I Do wonder, it. though, it, well, you know, with Mark Hamill and Tom Heidelson, those are two pretty big name actors, which tells me they could yeah. put it in theaters. But I'm wondering if this is a title that is theater worthy, like Dr. Sleep. Yes, it's the, it's the sequel to The Shining. Um, it, of course, that's going to be released in theaters. Yeah. But like Gerald's Game, um, 1933. Um, mm. I'm trying to think of uh, the... Mr. F uh, Flanagan's phone or whatever it's called. It's not what it is. Mr. Mr. Kerrigan's phone. Um, Flanagan? I, did, I got Mike Flanagan and Kerrigan mixed up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it could have been that. You never know. You never know. What you else? That's true, though. A lot of these uh, novellas or short stories end mm -hmm. up being the only. So Secret Window was a short story, and that was a big release. Johnny but it Depp. had Johnny Depp. That was Johnny Depp. The Shawshank Redemption, that's tech, That's a short story, but mm. that was a really big movie. Yes. Green, no, Green Mile is a full... Technically, it ends up being a full book. A huge book, too. I got it right over there somewhere. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I know, it's, know it started out as short... Not no, stories, but it came out there. in pieces? I think they were something. newspaper articles, weren't they? Like, they came out in some magazine, and he would release them... Um, I think so. ...in the magazine, and then it just became a full-length full yeah. book. If I remember correctly, isn't that book told from different... I'd have to get it out, and I don't want to walk over there right now because I'm feeling very lazy, but... Uh, <laughs> the Mr. Mercedes series, that was a series they released on TV. There was three of those books. Um, the Outsider, that was released on Net or, uh, HBO Max. HBO. Right. Um, so maybe it might be an Amazon thing then because that Mr. Harrigan's phone, whatever. It's also a short story from the same book that he's going to do this. The life of Chuck. Gotcha. I so, bet it's going to be on prime. Cause I think he left to something. He left Netflix yeah. and went to prime. Right. So I bet, yeah. and I bet prime once, maybe that's why he left Netflix and went to prime. Maybe prime is looking for uh, movies. Maybe. And at least with Prime, unlike Netflix, you can rent it, right? You that don't have to be a um, 
a member. Yeah, but like who isn't who doesn't have a Netflix account, right? Who does you mean Amazon? No, no, Netflix. Like every I feel like everybody has if they don't have their own, they have access to one. Like now I feel like I Netflix so. is like the equivalent of Channel 8 when you were a kid and it didn't matter if you had a cable subscription or not, you got Channel 8. I feel like that Netflix is the new like ABC. Channel 8. Yeah. And it it could vary. That's true and and at this point who doesn't I don't I don't know anyone who doesn't have Amazon. That's true too. That's another one. But they're streaming. They don't have great original content like these other streaming services. So this might be their way of doing it. I feel like they started to get there and then it just slipped. I don't know what happened, but um, how many Netflix subscribers, paid Netflix subscribers do you think there are in the world? In the world? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. A billion people? I don't know. Do you think so? There's a lot of people. And some of these countries are huge. Oh, 247.2 million. Oh, oh well, I exaggerated, clearly. You were you way overshot. This marked an increase, an increase of over 8 million subscribers compared with previous quarter. Mm. Uh, well, they got more people had to sign up because they were cutting off their accounts and whatnot. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be more than that, too. I definitely thought it would be more than 200 million. Well, you just said. I didn't think it would be that low, to be honest. But I wonder how many Amazon Prime, how many Amazon Prime subscribers are there? Let's see. It's only a USA thing, though, right? Because Amazon is Amazon in other countries. Ah, that's a I don't think so. Mm. That's true. 200 million Prime members. So so Netflix only has like 74 million more than Amazon. Interesting. Uh, Wow. Okay. Well, there you have it. There you have it. I bet you, though, that Flanagan's movie goes to streaming. I bet you it is either. I bet you it's. I bet it goes to Prime if I had to guess. If you put a gun yeah. to my head, I bet you it goes to Prime. Yeah. I Now in talking about it, I agree. Oh, A Haunting in Venice comes home on Halloween Day. Yes. Where to? Let's see. I bet you got to pay for I, it. I really enjoyed this movie. Oh, you Let saw me- it? I saw it in theater. Oh, I wanted to see it so bad, and I just did not have make time to see it, unfortunately. I need to watch it before the Stabby's Awards, though. That's when I got to get in. Yes. It had me. I, I did guess right, which was like, wow, I can't believe I guessed right. But right. Uh, all right, let's see. Hulu. There you Boom. go. On Chris or on Christmas. On, on Christmas. On Halloween. <laughs> well, cool. That's one I'll try to get in. Um, awesome. So. Yep. Is it horror? I, you know, I do remember talking to you about this. Is it like a horror? Is it a horror movie or is it more of just like a mystery movie? It's definitely a mystery movie because it's it's a whodunit, but there's horror elements sprinkled in. There were a few times I jumped because the, the sound design on it is mm. at the theater. It, the sound was really good. Okay. With like, you know, background noise banging mm-hmm. or just something loud popping up, but it's definitely more of a mystery but because it's a haunting, it just makes it more. It's more horror versus uh, a Knives Out. Let's say, did you watch Knives Out? I did. So that's more of a what I would consider a traditional mystery. Okay. This is mystery with that you're kind of spooked gotcha. throughout the movie, okay. or the I'm, intention is there, and it's dark. 
I'm going to watch it. Dark. I got to watch it before the Stabby's Awards just so that I feel like I've given it a fair shake. Yes. 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 I okay. think you might enjoy it. I, I, I really enjoyed trying to figure out who it is. And I think it's a very satisfying mystery movie with some good horror stuff going on. With some so good we'll horror stuff going on. Well, speaking of oh. Netflix, they're okay. about to drop this year's best horror movie. This is what the ad says. I am not saying this, people. This is what the article says, okay? Don't come yelling at me that you're upset when I tell you what movie it is and you don't think that it was the greatest horror movie of this year because I would agree with you. We're on the same team here, people. Don't get worked up, okay? Everybody calm down. <laughs> listen, listen. Netflix is about to add this year's best horror movie just in time for Halloween. Are you ready? And that is, I'm ready. Talk to me, the Australian horror movie mm. will be released on Netflix. Uh, That's a stretch. I think I'm, uh, that, yeah. Well, it wasn't, that. That was underwhelming for me. So, and I don't know. I think it deserves a second chance with subtitles because that was half the battle as well. Mm. Not really understanding the accent was pretty heavy and hard to adjust to at the beginning. Yep. But I don't know if I really want to waste time watching this again, especially because I don't like her. Mia, I think was her name. Yes, it was. She was rough. Yeah. She was She was a hard character to like. Yeah. Yeah, so, eh, I don't know. But, I, hey, there's all, people loved it. So, I guess if you love it, there you go. It's going to be on Netflix right in, right on time. Right in time for Halloween. I would not say that uh, that was the best horror movie of the mm -mm. year. I'm sorry, I would not. I would not either, but, hey, it's fine. Right now, I'm still up with Saw being yeah. one of the best for me this year. I agree. Saw was great for me. How do I get this stupid thing to stop refreshing on its own? It, it's annoying. Oh, I have to plug this in. Go ahead. On Monday, also on time for Halloween the day before, but hey, on Shudder, Hell House prequel mm. is out. Okay. I'm now, in. Now I'm watching you... this Monday. You, I just want to remind you of this. You were all in on VHS, on also a shutter release, correct? I know. You were all in on it, and I distinctly remember you were ex extremely underwhelmed. I know, but this is Hell House. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually worse, because since it's... Actually, Hell House is my favorite found footage movie right now, still. Okay. So th this is going to be hard. I hope the rating so far, they reviewed it here on Bloody Disgusting. They gave it a 65. That's pretty good. Okay. I mean, yes, it is for, for A, for Bloody Disgusting, and B, for a Shudder movie, yes. And three, for a found footage mm. movie at this point. So That's fair. That sounds pretty promising. I am going in with lower expectations to not be sad sad like i was with vhs 85 80 whatever it was 80s it may but not be a bad idea erica to, to temper those expectations okay i'm still excited though. i know i know i can tell i'm excited <laughs> for you i'm not gonna watch this um you could offer I'll me a lot of that. money and i probably still wouldn't watch it because i don't want to and i'm a stubborn person 
that's fine. I'll report back to you next week, hopefully with some good news. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to put a link, bam, right here in the chat for you. Let me see if I can find the chat. The chat. Because I'm a dumbass. I found the chat. It's open. I sent you a link. I'm clicking. Bada bing, bada boom. There's the link. And it is a ranking article and i want to go through this and we will say if we agree or disagree this article was released by danielle harden okay two hours ago okay dan Ooh. maybe it's daniel we don't know you know what i'm gonna go danielle because i happen to like women more than i like men i'm surrounded by women all day i live with three of them that's true this is very true my mother was very influential in my raising she's one of my favorite people I think your camera just switched or something, dude. You got like like it like zoomed in or something, dude. Did I? Uh oh. I don't know. All right, I have. I don't know. I I didn't do anything, but maybe you just got excited. Maybe and that's up. why. Maybe you just got excited and moved up. But anyway, so we're it's, gonna say it's, it's the hell house. We're gonna say it's Danielle, but it could be Daniel. We don't really know. All right, so All this right. is. I have it on my iPad now. The ten do it. most underrated horror movies. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number 10, Saw 2. Is it underrated? I don't think it's underrated. It is heralded as one of the better Saw movies right there with the original. Most people's favorites are either Saw 2 or the original. So I have to disagree and say that I I don't feel like this is an underrated horror movie. It is a great horror movie. Don't get me wrong, but I don't feel that it's underrated. I agree. That's why I was when I saw it, I'm like, I oh, don't think that's underrated, but hey. Well, let's okay. give Danielle Daniel um, the benefit of the doubt, and let me read this first, okay? Horror is considered to be the most profitable genre of film. I agree with that. Low-budget horror movies such as The Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity, have gone on to become classics of the genre. Despite horror's profitability on the big screen, not every horror film has been a hit with fans and critics. Okay. The horror genre also has a tendency to be exploited by filmmakers to deliver cheap thrills from a... For a quick profit, and thus can often be judgy, judge, wow, judged harshly. That doesn't make any sense. Can often be judged harshly than other. You forgot a more in there, Danielle Daniel. Uh, Whether, look, now I'm over here Englishly critiquing this person's work. I'm sorry. Whether overlooked. underappreciated, or simply not reaching the wider audience it deserved, here are just a few horror movies that are much better than their perception would suggest. So I wonder if maybe Saul 2 didn't do good at the box office. I don't maybe believe that's, that's true. I don't. I, I would bet money that's not true. Saul 2 box office numbers, or maybe it got a bad rating. Yeah, it grossed $147 million worldwide, so that's not true. That's not, yeah. I didn't think this got a bad rating, but. It's, most people consider this one of the better, if not the best Saw movies. I really liked part two a lot. I still like part one the most, for sure, but, Uh well, maybe now 10, who knows, but. Okay, well, here you go. I think I'm, I owe Danielle Daniel an apology. 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. 59% 59% okay. from the audience, 3.2. So it's a 64% average audience rating, which I take into higher consideration than this stupid 
score that they give you with their big numbers and their stupid spilled popcorn. 64% from audience and an 80, uh, 4.7, so 4.7. Oh, no, that's 4.7 out of 10, so 47%. So the critics hated it. Let's, oh, I can't wait to hear this dickhead Rotten Tomatoes critic consensus. These guys are such freaking chumps. Like, Saw 2 is likely to please the gore-happy fans of the original, though it may be too gruesome for those not familiar with the film's premise. Hmm. Eh. Okay, I apologize. I digress. Danielle, Daniel, um, you are correct. This is... <laughs> Daniel, Daniel. Now I agree with you that it is underrated because that movie's really good, and it fucking destroyed at the box office. Sure did. It has a 64% average audience ranking on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Let's just, for fun, because I hate Rotten Tomatoes and I want everybody to know it, let's go to Letterboxd. Letterboxd. I already logged in. That's beautiful. Search Saw 2. I bet you it's the Roman numerals. Of course it is, Josh. Average rating of 3.1, so 62%. So it's pretty much the same as... Um, the audience average on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I gave it a four. That's pretty, that's high. Brooke from Elm Street and um, um, Last Action Hero Podcast, three. Mark gave it a two and a half? Oof. No, that can't be right. Is he on here right now? Let's find him. Let's see if he's on here. We'll mess with him a little bit. Of course, I'm not logged into Instagram. Have I told you how much I dislike this computer, Erica? Yes. Yes. People at home are like, dude, just get your stuff together. We don't need to listen to this. But Brooke likes Saw 10. That's good. What do you give Saw 10? A four. You gave Saw 2 a 2.5? <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, He's probably doing family things right now. He's not going to respond. Okay, so I'm sorry. Number 10, Saw 2. Apparently, based on the criteria set forth by the writer of the article, Mr. and Mrs. Danielle Daniel, um, I agree. I'm going to go thumbs up. I agree. I guess in this, yes, thumbs up. Okay. uh, Even though it should be a thumbs down, but that's fine. I agree. I don't consider it underrated, but maybe I'm not very smart, which we know is the truth. Uh, number nine, I've never seen this. Hopefully you have. Uh, Spring? Never heard of it. Um, so, guess we won't know. Let's skip that. Number eight, Malignant. Um, if you had asked me a year ago, Mark is texting me back. If you would have asked me a year ago, I would have said you're crazy, but I'm going to sit here right now and based on how hard I went on this movie originally... Mm-hmm. Oh, he is right. He gave it a three and a half. He told me I don't know how to read. And he's correct. I read it wrong. <laughs> so Mark gave it a three and a half. Okay, I forgive him. Um, okay. <laughs> I would say this is underrated. I think it is uh, well done, and I liked it more the second time and third time I watched it because I watched it once with Abby. We both des- despised it. I watched I think we did an episode on it maybe for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I liked it more, and then I watched it again, and I liked it even more. So um, what about you, Malignant? What's your feelings? I did not like this movie. I do not want to watch it again. So to me, it's not underrated at all. So you did like it? I did not like it. 
Oh. Well, I hated this movie. What did you hate about it? Talk me through it. I honestly didn't like the thing on the back of her head. And then I didn't like, like the police scene did me in where she was super commando all of a sudden. I know it's because the, the brother took over, I assume, but that she was able to kill everybody and just the way it went, it just felt cheesy. Uh huh. And I just, I don't know. I didn't really like how the story played out. And I didn't like the acting. I just didn't like anything about mm. this movie. That is exactly Except- how I felt the first time I watched it. And then I watched it mm. again because everybody mm. in my friend group was just ranting and raving about it. And I was like, yeah. okay. They're like, go into it thinking of like a giallo type movie, right? Those spaghetti, those freaking uh, Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I go into it with a different mindset. And the second time I was like, you know what? I missed a couple things the first watch because I was just mm. so in shock of what was going on because one, it was marketed, marketed completely incorrectly. They marketed this as like a conjuring insidious type movie. And that is not at exactly. all what this is. Right. And I think that's what did me. in. also I went in thinking something else and then I got completely the opposite mm-hmm. of what I thought. And then it just, bothered me i was so mad that i wasted my time and yeah i understand going in with that mentality knowing how the movie is but with how how we talk about limited time this isn't something i'm going to rewatch anytime soon if it were not a james wan movie i would have never gave it a second chance mm. um but since i love james wan so much and i just yeah. i was so disappointed that one of my favorite directors put out this movie this? that I felt so strongly against. I was like, I had to have missed something or like, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. So I went back and it really makes a lot more sense. Once you know what's going on, some of the scenes make a lot more sense because mm-hmm. the first time you watch it again, you go into it expecting one thing and it's completely different, but then you're also trying to figure out what in the hell is going on. Yeah. And I don't know. I, Upon second and third watches, I actually I actually like the movie a lot more. I wonder what I rated that on Letterboxd. Let's look and see if I... Uh... <laughs> look, people did. are... We're losing listeners as we speak. They're just looking for something better to listen to. And that's fine. You have that right, listener. But you should stick around. I rated it a three. Mm, a 60. That's pretty high. I think anything... Honestly, 50 and up for a horror movie isn't bad. 60 and up is actually pretty damn good you know what? i liked it and i just talked myself into giving it a three and a half so i just boosted my rating up from like boom three and a half done deal um <laughs> okay you, <laughs> you were here for it i was here number six the night house i 100 percent agree this movie was great have you seen it sure did i agree that it's underrated and this came out i think during covid it did so I think that's why it went completely under the radar. What was actually completed and done prior to COVID got released Mm -hmm. at a film festival the year before, got shelved, then re-released and bombed. And um, this is a movie that on paper I probably shouldn't like, but I watched it at home and I love, I think this movie is fantastic. Like the acting in it is so good. I forget the gal's name, um, Rebecca Hall, but she is so good in this movie. And yep. yeah, it's one that I would like to revisit and do an episode on. Um, 
because I did Agreed. like it so much. And it's one that people don't talk about. So I would say, yes, thumbs up. This is definitely underrated. Agree. And I think this is a great movie for an episode because I think there's a lot to talk about here. There is. Absolutely. About what's going on yes. with the marriage and yeah. It, there's a lot of trauma. Yeah. So it's a, let's dive into that kind of episode. That's it. Maybe you and I should be the ones to do that episode. I would be down to do that. I'm in. I'm in. So we both agree. Thumbs up on the night house. Thumbs up. Yes. Uh, number six, Before I Wake, that is a Mike Flanagan movie. I agree this is underrated because one people don't talk about. It is a good movie. I don't know that it's in my top Flanagan movies. It'd be interesting to sit down and redo that list um, to see where all these movies fall now. But I do remember watching it, really liking it. And it is 100%. You watch that movie and you know it's a Mike Flanagan movie. Uh, I've never heard of this. Oh, really? You should Never watch heard it. of it. You should watch. Now, I would like to get your take on it um, after you well, watch it. Before I wake, and it's number five. You said number six. No, I didn't. I said number seven. Sure. <laughs> number five. Before I wake, you can't vote <laughs> because you haven't watched it. I think no, I have not. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix, or, or at least it was. Awesome. But they had all of his stuff on Netflix for a long time. But I bet you it's on there. Um, Let's see. Before I wake. Did you watch Ouija Origin of Evil, his other movie? I love that one. Dude, so good. Right? Yes. Oh my God. It's that one is legit scary. I love the ending. I, I actually I need to do that movie. That it's great. And yeah, when maybe I Maybe we should just I, do a Flanagan month. Huh? <clears throat> so maybe we should just do a Flanagan month, dude. We'll just do some Flanagan movies. Hey, I'm always down to talk about Flanagan movies, but and I watched that without knowing who he was at the time. But then when I watched it again and realized who it was, I was, oh, my God, it's you, sir. It's you. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, great movie. That one has some good scares in it. Uh, before I wake, yes, it's on Netflix. There you go. Now you've got something to do today, tomorrow or the next day or the day even, you know, maybe even the day after or the day after that. Every day. Every day. Is she day. in it? Let's see. Is is Kate? Uh, Siegel? Kate Siegel's not in that one. The other one, the other ah. gal is. Um, oh, you know the the gal, the lady, the one from Gerald's Game. Yes, I don't know her name, but her. I know who you mean. Oh wait, <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. Are you talking about Origin of Evil or Before I Wake? Oh, right now I'm talking about Before I Wake. No, no, no. Neither of them are in that. Neither Kate, of them. It's in Kate there. Bosworth yeah. and uh, Thomas Jane. But then um, in Ouija, the, the Gerald's Game Lady is in it. That's what I thought. I think she's a mom, yes. right? Yep. 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 Okay. That's who I thought okay. we, were, we were talking cool. about. But, Can't um, wait to watch it. Awesome. Yay. Number four, Terrifier. Um, I would say now it's not underrated, but originally I think it was because it was such a sleeper yeah. for people. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes, it probably is underrated just because of the way that it started off. Yeah, I would agree. I would give it a thumbs up as well. Because I still, it's still underrated. Because I don't think everybody has seen. It. I think I think because if you've seen it, you've seen Terrifier too. You're into the hype. You're mm -hmm. aware of it. But if you're not into this, it it it's still underrated. It's That's not true. like a Halloween where everybody knows about it. Right. Still. So I I still consider it a underground underrated mm -hmm. movie. 
I would venture to guess that most people that aren't obsessed with the genre like uh, our group is probably call it that really gory clown movie. Right. <laughs> and it sure is. <laughs> That's fair. Damn. It really is. Number three, oh. I'm going to need your help with because I've never seen this, but I'm assuming you have. So funny enough, I actually started watching this today. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I stopped it because we're, we're going to record. I don't even know why I did it, but because it popped up on my Amazon and I'm like, oh, it's a 90 minute movie. Maybe I can squeeze it in yeah. really quick. Mm -hmm. Couldn't because then I had to pause and get up and do a bunch of stuff. But uh, I like it so far. It's uh, I don't know. It's a slow burn. Mm. We'll see. I I'm not sure, but I like where it's going. Hopefully it hits the landing. I would say. Um, it's mentioning the Babadook here. Is it saying that it's really kind of like it? Yeah, uh, it's uh, what's it say? Yeah, it's more. Yeah, I don't want to read it too much because then it's, I don't know if it's going to say something about the movie, but it, it looks like it has to do with a family, a family, maybe trauma, some mental health kind of thing going on or a ghost. I don't know. So I'm in for the mystery so far. I'm 40 minutes in of a 90 okay. minute movie. So all right. we'll, well see. I'll, I'll wait to hear back. I have not watched it. Yeah. Or even, I have not even started watching it. So I cannot. Yeah. Cannot say. We'll, we'll wait. When Maybe it came next out, time. Good. Yeah. When it came out, it, it did get positive feedback, but it's, it went under the radar anyway. That's, I had mm. always wanted to watch it, but then forgot what the name of the movie was. And it's actually on shutter now. Okay. So I was like, Oh, great. Let me watch this. So I'll let you know. Beautiful. Beautiful. Number ah. two, another Flanagan movie, Hush. Nice. I'd say yes. I agree. I would also say this is underrated. Um, I think the only reason I saw it was because of Netflix. It was on there and people were talking about it and uh, yep. mm -hmm. it created a lot of buzz. So yeah, I'm going to go Hush, one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite Flanagan movies, in fact. Um, yeah, definitely underrated. Yeah, and this uh, <laughs> plays into Home Invasion and not just Home Invasion, but she's deaf, which is... Yes even more terrifying adds another element to it that is is absolutely terrifying yeah um, very such a good movie and i helpless. believe it's it's a quick movie too i think it's if it may not even be 90 minutes long i think i remember it being a pretty quick a uh, quick watch so this is this is a good one this this is along the strangers or it's just creepy and it mm -hmm. could happen yes. to you for sure which yes. is and it gets uh, more violent than you would think it get would get it, it does go there so yeah great movie if you yeah. have not seen it which I'm sure people, everybody listening to this has probably already seen it but uh, I would definitely suggest watching it um, yeah it's it's the movie that turned me on to Flanagan so yeah so yeah. thumbs up on that one it for is sure. underrated for sure absolutely and number one I know you have not seen this I did tell you that I thought you should watch it because it is quite inexperienced is Nicolas Cage Andy. in Mandy. Yeah. It's on my to-do list. It's actually pretty much on top because you said I would probably like it because uh -huh. it's weird, right? It's a polarizing movie, yes. It's a slow, mm. extremely uh, mm. slow burn movie. It's an mm. art, artsy movie, art house movie. Um, okay. I don't know if I would call it elevated horror, but it probably fits into that category. Nicolas Cage is crazy in this movie. Um, okay. I I bet you I gave this movie a very low. I don't like it. Um, it's just not <laughs> for me. I And I don't understand how other people like it as much as they do. But Okay. I also mm. don't like Midsommar. And yeah, I gave mm -hmm. Mandy a one. 
Ouch. But but trying to step out of it, is it underrated? Is it hard to even... So I might make a lot of people upset right now with how I'm going to answer that question. I would actually go completely (laughs) the opposite and say that it's overrated. Overrated? Yes. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Because I've heard about this, so it's not completely underrated. Um, I just never got around to it because since I've said I'm not a huge Cage fan, so I just don't gravitate towards it. But because you're recommending it-ish... Then yes, I'm recommend. I'm not recommending it from a place in that I think it's a good movie and like it's right. one, like I think that you will like it based on your uh, movie preferences and the types of movies that you seem to enjoy or that I think you enjoy. Um, yeah, I think it would probably be one that. In worst case, you watch it and you hate it, and you're like, okay, now I've seen Mandy because, like I said, it's exactly. huge in the horror community, and a lot of people. Like it. <laughs> I put it in the same vein as Midsommar. I also don't know how people like Midsommar. I'm looking at my rating for Midsommar letterbox right now, and I gave it a half a star. Damn. Worse than this one. Okay, so this one's going to be a little better. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Right? So, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. so number this one's one, up there. Mandy, I'm going to go thumbs down on that. I don't think it's underrated. I, in fact, think it's actually extremely overrated. So. And I'd have to, even without seeing it, I'd have to agree with you only because I feel like it is talked about quite a bit compared to any other movie on this list. Mm -hmm. So, well, besides Saw 2, which I still don't understand because I think people still hype that one. Anyway, but I have to agree with you because I think people hype this one up. Mm. So we had two James Wan movies, Mm -hmm. two Flanagan movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. They are two big horror people. Yeah, well, you know, when you are that good, sometimes your movies yeah. get underrated, I suppose. But I think that's it for movie news. you have any video game news you want to tell the people about? Oh, my God. Yes, this week, Alan Wake 2 comes out. This is a long-anticipated game. Part 1 is fantastic. It is in the vein of... Stephen King ish. He even references Stephen King in in the game. Uh, this looks the graphics look fantastic. It already got a nine out of ten on reviews. I don't know if I'll buy it right away because I have a trip coming, so I need to kind of save right now. And these sixty dollar mm. games are a lot, but I will eventually buy it. I'm very excited to play it. I've been wanting this kind of horror game back in my life, so that's out and. Uh, for fun and because I like it for exercise, Just Dance 2024 oh, is out. I'm going to get that immediately. <laughs> I might get when it goes down in price because I really like those games for exercise. You don't feel like you're exercising, right. so it's less daunting to do it after work. Uh, for kids, it's a lot of fun for sure because it's very colorful, loud. I could see Abby like because Abby likes to go to Zumba so I could see her mm. getting into it. Do they have it for the Switch or do you have to have oh. one of those camera things like you used to have for Xbox? Nope. I was just about to tell you that that one is for the Switch. Oh really? What's it called? <laughs> just Dance. Look I'm about to buy it right 2024. now. 2024. I mean they have the other years as well but yeah you don't need a camera. You just have the Wii. The Wii. I still call it the Wii once in a while. The Switch controller. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Super that's fun. If she likes Zumba, she'll probably like this because you just follow literally the avatar. Uh, and, you know, you can. Okay. What makes it fun is if 
if you're competitive with yourself, then you try to make your score better because you get scored on how well you land your moves. <laughs> and they know all this based on the controllers? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how accurate that is, but it knows when you don't, when you miss a move. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I think that adds element of fun. It's like, oh, I missed it. Now I got to get it next time. You start memorizing it. So it's it's fun. It's a lot of cardio workout. Apparently it has a workout mode that's different from the other edition. So I'm curious for that. So I will be getting that game somewhere down the line. You can buy the uh, Just Dance demo mode for free. You get two songs for nice. free. Yeah, then that's the best way to try it out and see if she likes it. Even the girls might like it. It's fun. Oh, interesting. Very well, maybe we will. I bet the girls would love it. So we'll have to. Great. Look More of my money it. going down the drain. There it goes. Christmas is coming. <laughs> Just remember that. Yes, it is. Quickly. Quickly. Was that it? That was all the video game news? That's all I have. Alan Wake is the big one for for this week. So we'll see how much it makes. Next week. We'll see. How long? You've been waiting years for this, right? Uh, Yeah, because the, the original one, I think, came out in 2010 or 2011. And look where we are at mm. now. It's a long wow. time. It is a really yeah. long time for a sequel. but huh. It is. But hey. Hopefully it'll we, do we, well. Hopefully it I will hope so. do well. All right. In that so. case, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy. Halloween is today Halloween will this release on Halloween the day before wow well in that case happy Halloween everybody I'm not dropping the HMC episode early I don't know if I have one for next week actually I gotta look at that I'm not dropping it early it's gonna come out on Wednesday you guys just have to deal with it okay deal with it yeah go listen to Erica's Halloween episode on Tuesday and then come back and True. listen to HMC podcast on Wednesday which I don't think we have an episode uh oh that might be a real problem. Anyway, thank you to all the crewbies <laughs> that give us their hard-earned money to listen to us talk about movies and video games and um, weather. We talk about the weather because we're old and we're kind of maybe somewhat boring sometimes, you know. But you have that. You, have to, you just have to deal with it. Sorry, people. Thank you to Aaron P., Colette S., Zach F., Brian Hathaway from the Don't Go Out There podcast, Kimberly D., Felicia Connor from Two Chicks and a Horror Flick, Caitlin Ashley V., who commented in the Patreon um, group and said she will, in fact, be getting a Bucky's Christmas blow-up doll. Woo! Yes, she will. We knew it. We knew you it. You called it. You called it. Mark and Brooke from the podcast on Elm Street and the Last Action Hero podcast, a.k.a. a podcast on Fury Road, and my lovely mother, Nana Stevie Nicks. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Ooh. Oh, nice. Bye.